You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 21 of season three of Heart and Soul. I am joined by Chelsea Jeanette from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, thanks for being on the podcast today, Chels. Can I call you Chels? <laughs> call me Chels. Call me. Yes, that is perfectly fine. I'm like giving you a nickname. I'll so, take it. I'll yeah. Take it. <laughs> Um, so Chelsea and I got connected, um, virtually, which is the world we live in through, um, our, my friend Reagan, who is a soul sister. She goes to soul fitness and she goes to NC state for college and works for Chelsea while she's at school. Chelsea owns a fashion boutique in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, that has a really cool, story behind it. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, then, you know, we like to interview women who have a passion with a purpose behind it. So she, when Reagan connected me to, um, her like profile and website, I was like, Oh yeah, I got it. I have to reach out to her. She's the perfect guest for heart and soul. So I'm so excited to have you on and to kind of like dive deeper into your story and hear more about who you are. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And I'm just so honored to be in this space. And I'm, I'm so excited. Yay. Okay. Well, why don't you go ahead and like tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do, like what Charlie Madeline is, and then we'll go dive deeper into how it came to be. Absolutely. Um, so Charlie, Mad- we actually launched Charlie Madeline online in June in the midst of <laughs> the pandemic and um wait this past june this past june i didn't realize it was that new that is amazing (laughs) and and hard (laughs) i'm I'm still shocked that we (laughs) we did um but yeah we did it right in the midst of the pandemic i i had i I felt uh um i felt god telling just speaking to me and putting one of those um just putting that dream in my heart to open to open a boutique. I didn't know how it would look. I didn't know what it would be, but that was in 2019. And so in 2019, I was like, okay, June, um, I didn't have the month, but I was like, 2020 will be the year. <laughs> and so then, um, and so then in January, I was like, okay, the date will be June again. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so when March happened and things closed, I was terrified. It was like, I know that you, I know that we planned June, but you know, God, is there any way we can do any fudging around that? No, 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 no. So <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I have those conversations with God daily. Like, I know we talked about this, um, but can we do a rewrite or can we do a redo or like right. can we change that plan? <laughs> right. Like, are you sure? Okay. I know I'm not supposed to question you, but are you sure? <laughs> like, I know you're like overall and like, you know, creator of the world and you've got plants and stuff. Right. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> so that's the conversation we had in March. Right. Good one. When I was supposed to go to market and do all the things that are associated with opening up a store and or opening up an online or or opening a boutique in general, whether it's online or in um, storefront. And so um so that completely changed, but I still felt that press to continue to go forward with a plan um, in June. So anyways, to sum it up, we opened in June of last year online and um, by the grace of the good Lord, it's continued to um, continue to go. Um, we started making appearances in April, uh, or not April, in August um, through our pop-ups in the area. So we really got to connect to meet with our community, which is one of my favorite parts of this whole journey. And then in the end of October, um, we got presented an opportunity to um, open a storefront um, in Cameron Village. And so that's, and that happened. I never would have thought, I always wanted a storefront when I had this dream come to light. And I never knew that it would be within the same year. And that's how God works. So <laughs> that is seriously so fast too. I mean, I, June I, to October is not not a long time. And for those who are listening, who don't live in North Carolina or know Raleigh, like Cameron village is like a hot spot. So yeah. you got 
not only a, a storefront, but like a prime location within like months. That's awesome. You know, we're so, we're so grateful. It's not, I, I don't give myself any credit. It's all, all the good Lord above and just his calling and, and him being able, him, him putting me as a steward, um, o- over this dream. And, um, so, so I'm so thankful for that. Um, and so, yeah, it's called Charlie Madeline. Um, it's after my twin daughters named Charlie and Madeline. Um, and I don't know if you want to talk, if you want me to share it now or go in. Yeah, I am. I would love for that. So Charlie and Madeline, first of all, are so cute. (laughs) Like I I like did some stalking and I was like, oh my gosh, these girls are so precious. But I know that there's a story behind, um, why the, why the boutique itself is named after them, because I know there was a lot of prayer and waiting that went into them in general. So if you just dive deep into your story with that and how that eventually led to naming your, your business after that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so my husband and I, um, went through a year and a half of a fertility journey, um, with, um, before we were able to conceive Charlie and Madeline and at, at, at the eight and we, I, I had no idea. I think, and I, I remember like before, um, we went to a fertility specialist. I remember praying to be a mom. Like it was just one of the things like I, you know, I think, um, not, not that we all want, but I think it's something that's, you know, um, shared often, you know, wanting to be a, you know, mom or be a caregiver or some type of aspect. And so I remember like praying, like, please let me be somebody's mom. I just always wanted to be. And so when we walked into, the fertility specialist, I had no idea that it would, it would come that way or that we would be presented with, um, having obstacles in our, um, journey. Um, it turned out that we had unexplained infertility, which is supposed to be a relief, but I'm like, well, <laughs> if it's unexplained, how are we going to explain it to happen? And so <laughs> exactly. Was- and like, where do you get when it's unexplained, you don't really have an answer or of what to fix or what to exactly. like, target to like right. get things going <laughs> you know Absolutely. it's like completely experimental like yeah. okay by this and that's what we're it was just it was it was a lot it was a lot and again just nothing that we had expected um and so here we are as we walk into this journey and I am and so my husband's the complete opposite of me and he's very just relaxed and laid back and oh we'll get there and we'll you know we'll, it, it'll happen and he, the funny thing is I, he always says I introduced him to being a believer, but mm. he is the one that always puts, you know, him and my, like my support system always put me back to where I need to be when I'm afraid or when I'm scared or nervous about something. And so he was like, we got this, God's got this. So, um, a year and a half, uh, so a year and a half of that total, total waiting process, um, we found out for our second, um, through our second round of IUI that we were pregnant. And the, and the story behind that was I was there by myself. Um, we were awaiting the results of the IUI and we were doing our, well, we, we actually got the results of our IUI and we were just confirming that everything was okay. And then, and the, well, the nurse came in and she was like, okay, yeah. She said, okay. She said, I see X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. She said, oh, it's actually a blah, 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 blah pregnancy. And I'm like, can we, can we have layman's terms? Yeah, like, speak it to me in English, please. Because right, I'm already freaking out. So it's not, <laughs> and she was like, you're having twins. And it was the best thing ever. Aww. And to this day, <laughs> I'm still in shock. Um, but um, during that season of waiting, um, I always wonder what I would tell myself. And I remember getting our first IUI back and it was, failed. It was, it was, it was a failed process. And I remember sitting in my closet, turning the lights off and just crying and just, just so, just so upset, just so mad that my body couldn't do what it was air quote supposed to do. And I was just, and I, and I, and I go back to that person and that, that season. And I asked myself, what would I tell that person? And, and I, and I, and I say that the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. And the brighter days are on the way and just keep pushing and keep believing no matter how hard it is. So can I, um, ask you a quick question? Yeah. So we have, um, 
I have a journey of miscarriages and we've, we've touched on that on the podcast a few times, actually. And we've talked about IVF on the podcast, but we haven't touched on IUI. Can you just explain to our listeners, like what that involves? Absolutely. So IUI, from what I, from what I know, um, not to run out any medical terms here, but what I know about IUI is that it's not as in, um, involved as IVF and as far as um, they will, it tracks your ovulation periods and your ovulation cycles and um, they track to see if it's a good month to start and um, then they do an evaluation of your um, of your egg count and all of that to see if it's a good month and then from there they'll retrieve what um, they'll, they'll, they'll retrieve the um, what they need from the husband from your partner and then they'll um, they'll, they'll do an insertion on your highest day of okay. ovulation. And then you get, I think the key word with IUI is that you get this, um, this ovulation trigger. So they know exactly when you're ovulating and they know exactly when it's your highest chance to conceive, um, kind of based on that time predictor when they trigger you. Gotcha. Um, IUI isn't as pricey as IVI normally, but, um, it's still price. It's still up there. Yeah. Um, and is it, cause I know with IVS, IVS, IVF, it's very common to have multiples. Is that a, a part of IUI too? Or is that like in your family or was this like twins, a total shock? <laughs> all three. <laughs> it's a, still in shock today. <laughs> yeah. Still actually can't process it. Um, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of both, honestly. So when I actually asked, when we sat down first with our consultation, um, for fertility treatments in general, um, I actually asked them if IUI increased, cause there's always this like stigma and stereotype that, or, um, that you'll get, that you'll have a higher chance of getting pregnant with multiples if you have IVF or IUI. And so I asked, that was one of my first questions. And she said, actually, she said, no, I've actually, it's, it's a very slim chance with IUI that you would get it, that you would get pregnant. She said, I've actually only, only seen one to two cases that's happened. I said, okay, but I, to answer your other question, it, what it, 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 it does run in my family. Uh-huh. Um, it runs on my dad's side. My grandma had three, had five sets of twins and three, three sets survived. Um, so it was very high in my family. So I think that coupled together, um, kind of, um, and then God doing his thing. <laughs> um, I think that was really what um, increased our chances of getting pregnant. So, or getting yeah. pregnant. So uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what happened. Um, and yeah, still in shock today. My husband said the other day, he said, I still can't believe we have two. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's two. <laughs> yeah, for real. Was that like, Oh, well, first I want to go back. I want to go back to what you were talking about when I cut you off in the first place. You said you were in your closet and you felt like God was saying the best is yet to come. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Continue with that because I feel like, I feel like most of us feel <laughs> that we are in a season of waiting. And sometimes it feels like we're always in a season of waiting um, because our desires are so high. And sometimes we don't really know how to align our desires with God's necessarily or our timing with God's timing. And so it feels like we're always waiting when really God's in control. And it's just like hard to surrender that time period of not having what you desire and waiting Mm -hmm. on it. So like, yeah, Yeah. I just, I just feel like this, no matter if you're waiting to get pregnant or just waiting for anything in life, like that everyone can relate to that. (laughs) Everyone. Um, yeah, I, I, and, 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 and in specific, and for me, it was the waiting that was so (laughs) incredibly just, ah, just, it was hard. It was really, really hard. And just waiting for the next cycle, waiting for the next result, always waiting, um, is what I felt like I was in the constant, constant period of waiting. Um, and I think, and again, yeah. And I was, and I remember just feeling that like telling myself, you know, brighter is on the way, greater days are coming and just hold on to that. So I, I let it out. And I, I think we all need to let it out. Sometimes I let it out, but I picked myself up 
and I got, I kept on, I was like, I called the next day. I was like, let's schedule cycle two. Mm. <laughs> and so we went that way. And, you know, I will say this. Um, I'm so grateful for where, although I think there definitely needs to be more, um, um, as far as knowledgement, awareness about the infer- infertility journey that people go through, um, and more out there for them. But I'm, I think we definitely have gotten a little bit further than where we were. Cause when I was there, I was a little bit, I was ashamed of my body. I was mad at myself. I was ashamed of what my body couldn't do again, air quotes. And I remember just not, I, I, I held myself in that shame. Mm. And so I say that to say, um, there was a couple of things that helped me get me through. There's a song by Natalie Grant called More Than Anything. And that was so freeing. And essentially it's about, I want God more than I want. The thing that anything. I want. Yeah. And so it's, it's hard to say. It's, it's, it's hard to say. But once I said that and said it loud and cried it out with tears in the car, it felt so freeing. And then the next thing, I was sitting at a book club in August. I had gotten, I had, we had just did this cycle, the procedure, wasn't necessarily sure how it would go, but I was sitting in a book club at a restaurant in front of people that I haven't met before, a whole group of women. I, and, the, and one of the ladies asked if we, um, she was like, I just found out I was pregnant. I was like, I was like great. Like, That's awesome. I'm just really so happy for you. So happy. I'm devastated. And, um, and in that weird, awkward moment was the first time that I had told any, I told anyone about my journey. And I, and I was like, really? And this, this is where, and I felt, I felt the need to share it. And it was so liberating and it was so free. And I remember thinking, if I have a journey, I need to share it so it can encourage others Mm -hmm. going through and so God can show, can, so God can get the glory. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what like our, our motto is shameless living. I, I have a fitness business and that's the yes. slogan of, of that, because when you live in shame and you hide it in the dark, it has this, it has control over you in a way that it creeps into your, it creeps into your thoughts. It overtakes your physical body, your spiritual health. And before you know it, you're enslaved to shame. And, and then you, you have blinders up to what's true about you. And it goes with anything. I mean, shame can be so sneaky and in like such subtle ways. And then before you know it, it's like, a spider web that's got you trapped. And I think that why God wants us to bring it to the light, like you did at that um, book club is because it shame can't live in the light. I mean, because it's already been, it's already been covered on the cross. I mean, when I was just reading today, I, I am not good at like memorizing scripture. So bear with me, but it was something in Hebrews about how like God, God went to the cross, despising shame. So it's something that he hates. And if God is light and we bring our shame to the light, then it's not allowed to live there. And that's why I'm so passionate about shameless living, because if you share your story, chances are you'll feel free. And Mm -hmm. also other people will feel a sense of relief that they're not alone. And it just like, it frees everyone up to like step into what is next for you when you've been trapped for so long, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And you're right. I love when you use like, it's like a spider web because it can, so many things can in, be in that spider web comparison mm-hmm. to else and a fear of what's, and it's just, it's, it's a trap. You're absolutely right. And it, and if you can't get a hold of it, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. So being, aiming to live shame-free is so free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and liberating and just something that we're called to do right? and scary. Like, I mean, before you rip that bandaid off and you share what you're dealing with or what you're struggling with, it's pretty terrifying to be vulnerable. And then it's like, you can take a deep breath. Once you do it, it's like, once you say it, you're like, Oh, it wasn't so bad. 
like, I feel so much lighter (laughs) and I don't know. It's just like, it's the anxiety prior to sharing. That is the hardest part. And then the sharing's like, okay, we're we're done. We did it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. I, I agree. I agree. And I definitely need to do more of that and be more open. And that, that was my first step in doing that. Um, holding things out there and just saying, here I am. And here, here's, here, here are my struggles and here are my flaws, because I think we can get, we being me, I'm pointing right at me. (laughs) Um, I get so trapped in what I should be and what it should look like and how it should be this perfect package wrapped up in all. But, but the beauty, the real beauty is in the flaws, is in the mess, is Mm. in that chaos. And just finding yourself in that chaos and thriving is the life I'm trying to live. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna write that down. Beauty in the chaos. Okay. Um, so you're at this, you're at this Bible study or oh, yeah. I'm sorry, book club. Yeah. Um, yeah. and Bible study. <laughs> and a Bible study. Okay. So you, you say it out loud and yeah. then, then what? And they were so kind, so reassuring, but again, it was like in a mist of strangers and I'm like, okay, this is it. And then that way home on the way home is about 45 minute drive. I cried and I felt so good. And exactly what you were saying, I felt so free. Here I am. No, I'm still don't have, my, still not pregnant, but I felt so good. And so yeah. free. I felt like I did exactly what God wanted me to do at that time. Um, so literally two weeks later, we get pregnant. And we <gasps> two, weeks? two weeks later. What? And it was just, I don't believe in coincidences. I, I know that was God's timing. And um, so to sum it all up, I can be rather lengthy, but to sum it all up, it's about the name of Charlie Madeline, where that, how that came to be. I really, our, our, well, our mission with Charlie Madeline is to empower women through faith and fashion and for them to feel that brighter days are on their way. And that's what we see when we see Charlie and Madeline. We see the hope, we see the prayers, we see um, the faith and we see those tears. And we just know that when we, we're, we're reminded of mm. God's hope and God's promise in our lives. And so that's Charlie Madeline for the reason why, <laughs> the reason why we named it Charlie Madeline um, and why it's near and dear to my heart and always will be. I love that. We had a guest on um, a couple weeks ago who she Um, she's a black woman and she started a business, um, where she makes t-shirts. You should follow her. Her name's Kyra Brown. It's called resilient grace. And she, she makes t-shirts that have a black woman in history's picture on them. And it's usually a woman that nobody reads about in history books. And it gives an opportunity for conversations to educate people on who these women are. And I think, I think it's so brilliant. And and she basically said that this idea came from a, she used the term and I've never heard this before. And I love it called holy discontent, like something that makes your heart discontent in some way. So for you waiting on having a baby, I mean, that is not content like that's not content, you know, you're just struggling and it's something that stirs you up. And, but you use that, that stirring that neck of that negative thing. I'm using air quotes because it usually ends up being positive to become a holy thing and to use it to step into a calling. So like she was very, um, discontent with how black history is essentially not taught in schools. And she was, because of that discontent, she said, well, I'm going to do something about it. And I think that that's basically exactly what you did. You were, you were unsettled with this journey. I say, I use the word unsettled because I know, I know you're not unsettled now because you see that in hindsight, you understand the process behind it. But when a process is disheartening and you use that process to encourage others through your gifts. Like if your gift, if you're passionate about fashion, God can use that to bring hope to someone. And he can use your story in fashion to bring hope. Like there's nothing that's like too out of like his 
realm to be used and like a t-shirt biz, you know, it could be anything. It could be whatever you're passionate about, whatever inside you like stirs up this holy discontent. It's probably, it's probably itching at your insides like that because it needs something needs to be done about it, you know? And so for you to use your story of Charlie and Madeline to like open up a storefront that makes women feel beautiful through fashion, but also gives this message of hope is exactly how you do that. You make it holy, you know, I just think it's, I love that term. And I just think it's so cool that you as a guest following her a couple weeks ago, like are doing exactly what she talked about. I don't know. It's just like, ah, I have chills. <laughs> that is so cool. I'm writing it down now. Holy discontent. She said, she basically said like, pay attention to what makes you excited and what makes you mad because both of those things can lead to holiness. Um, And I, I usually think about the things that make me mad and like separate. I think like, Oh, this couldn't be God, you know, because God is good. And, and, but, but he uses everything. So why would I like separate that from something he could use? I don't know. It was really eye-opening for me. And that's exactly what you did. So sorry. I just, I go off on tangents. It's, it's a thing I do. (laughs) So, so yeah, you open up this storefront and it's passion to empower women or empowering women through fashion and with an idea of hope. Yeah. And faith. Yeah. And faith. And so when did you always have a passion for fashion? I just realized that rhymed and it sounded cheesy, but did you oh, always, did you always have that passion for fashion or was it like, I think I'll open a store. <laughs> you know, I've, I've always loved clothes. My mom and I, that's one of the things that we just do. Like we just love it. I remember being so excited about, the, about the beginning of a new school year or school semester because then that means mom and I get to go shopping for a new new outfit. So we always, I always love clothes. I always just love how you can express yourself through clothes. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, oh, I just love it. Um, but I never in a million years thought I would be able to have my own, you know, my own clothing store. And so, um, and, and so I've always loved fashion, but never thought that this would be created for me to do it. It's one of those, again, those conversations. You're like, are you sure you want me to do <laughs> You <this>? good? Like, <laughs> okay, I just want to know, I just want to make sure you know who you're putting in charge. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's always been a dream of mine, but it's just something that I never thought that I would be able to do. But I forget that this is not, I'm not walking in my plan. Um, I'm walking in God's plan. And so this is what he had for me. And so he saw something in me that I, still trying to figure out. Yeah. Like, usually that's the way it goes. Like, I know you see something, I'm trying to figure it out. So bear <laughs> with me. <laughs> what I, what I love about, I um, looked at all of your products and what I love about your um, clothing in particular is that there's like size inclusivity and you have sizes for plus size women um, and below. And I, I think that's really important for, I think it's something that's just now being brought to like mainstream media. And I'm so thankful for it because, um, I think the media and fashion, especially put a huge emphasis on what our bodies quote unquote should look like. And it, it warps women into thinking that if they don't fit into this size, then they're not enough. And it's really cool to see like, I, you even have like a tab on your, on your website. That's like plus size. And I just like, love seeing that like Aries, a brand that I really like because they market that. And I just love seeing models on, on websites that of all sizes that are modeling clothes, because it gives you an idea of like, this could look like this on me. Cause she looks like me and you rarely see people that look like you. <laughs> exactly. It's so important. Identification and being able to see see exactly what you said someone that looks like you in those clothes and I actually I I I saw I saw it as me because I used to go in stores and um I was a block yeah I'm still technically a blogger but (laughs) that's kind of taken a back seat (laughs) um but I used to get invited to events and um they would you know um, 
shop and mingle. And it's like, okay, awesome. And then you get to try on these clothes. And I noticed, <laughs> I really want to try that on, but my leg is not going to get into that. I'm, I'm, I'm a curvy girl. I've always have been. And then with being pregnant and having having babies, it's, it's just really emphasized the curves there. Um, and so I, I, I wasn't able to get into it. And so I remember how, how that made me feel um, and how I just felt like my, maybe my body wasn't good enough. And so I knew I never, I didn't want anybody to feel that way um, as much as I can help it. And so I wanted to make sure that everybody, when they came in, they didn't just pick up an earring, they didn't just pick up a headband, but they looked and they saw clothes that they could at least try mm. um, to see if that, if that worked for them. And so that was important to me. It's, and, and you're right, it's definitely coming in now and I'm excited to see other brands and other, and other stores being able to offer that because I think that's so important um, that everybody has something for them to try on. Even if they don't, they don't have to buy it, they don't even have to try it on. But as long as they see that, it's just encouraging them to know that their body is seen and valid and valued just as anybody else's. Yeah, their body belongs. And I think it also gives young girls um, a little less pressure. And and we can, you can dive into this because you have daughters. So raising daughters is like a whole other level that I don't even know, but I'm like excited to hopefully do one day. we're having a boy. So I, I have some time, I have some time to <laughs> pray about raising daughters, <laughs> but what it does is it takes pressure off or I hope what it does is it takes pressure off the next generation. When they see even like a model on a website, modeling clothes that is, um, of plus size or the same size that they are, then it can give them this inspiration or it can like it won't hinder them from having a dream of like, I want to be a model, you know, because I mean, when we were growing up, models were five eleven and like a hundred pounds and I'm five, four and not a hundred pounds. <laughs> and so I was like, that's, that's not an option for me. So it's cool to see, it's cool to like, think about the future of, of like women in general and like yeah. future daughters coming up feeling like, this is the skin that I'm in and I can do anything with it. Like I'm not limited because of it. That's so true. And it's, it's so incredibly important. I was, they're going to see so much in this world and you want to make sure that they know when they face that world and I'm trying not to cry, but when they face that world that no matter what anybody says to them, no matter what the stereotypes are, that you are beautiful and that you're worthy. We have this little, little, little motto that we say, and they, they say a few words, but we try to make sure that they know that every day that, you know, that they're, they're, they're strong and they're beautiful and they're, they're kind and caring just to have that ingrained in them when they face the world. And whether mm-hmm. that's at the playground or whether that's 20, yeah, I cannot talk about college or I'm going to cry right <laughs> Never mind, never mind. <laughs> but wherever they face in life, we just want to have, the, have that rooted in them. But absolutely, it's so important to see people that look like you. Yeah. And to know that you, exactly what you said, that you belong, that you yeah. are you. And that you belong not because of what you look like at all. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But, but because you're you, right? Because mm-hmm. you are you. And so it's a journey. It's a yeah. Journey. Raising daughters, man. So how has it been? Like, how old are they now? Two and a half? How? Two. two? Okay. I, I just like guessed based off stalking you. I don't know their exact age, but they look two. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. Charlie is oh, so tall. She's, she's tall. So some people are like, or it's really my husband. He's like, she looks like she could be three or four because she's just so tall and kind of chunky. Yeah. And Maddie's a little more of the petite size. Uh, as far as so they're not, size. they're not identical. They're not okay. identical at all. I almost wonder sometimes if they, if, 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 if people that maybe like walk by would think that they're just siblings, like mm-hmm. it's just, just because of how different they are as far as frame wise. Um, but it's, it's, it's such a joy they are in full swing of developing their personalities and um, all, all the things. I love that there is so much beauty in seeing them interact, not only with you, but with each other. Yeah. Like, 
there is actually there is such a thing as twin language. I thought it was a myth, but it absolutely is a thing. And um, it's and, and you can see it now more that they know some of the English language, and you they switch back when they talk to each other. It's just so cute to see that, and it's it's the best thing. I am tired, and I need coffee every other hour, as everybody can relate to. But it's the best thing in the world. It's- yeah, I mean. Happy late Mother's Day, by the way. One thing, oh, one thing my mom always said was like, you'll never understand love uh, to this extent until you have a child. Yeah. And I'm like, I haven't even had my child yet. And I'm like, oh my God, I love it so much. I just, no, <laughs> no. It, is, uh, it is, there's nothing, and I'll, <laughs> there's beauty in every stage. So there's beauty in being pregnant because you can go where your baby goes. And yeah control where your baby goes and, and then when they're and, and it's beauty and, and of course while you're waiting to see them you know see how they'll look how they're not and then when they're born and you see them but then you have to you have to leave them and that's by far the worst part because my mom said my mom told me I was just like things will never be the same and I was like okay mom that's really cute cool saying no things will never be the same everything changes mm-hmm. your mind is always on them you are, you're always doing something for like every, like your dreams are changed toward them. And they made me want to work harder. And they made me part of the reason for Charlie Madeline is I want to create my husband. I want to create something for them, create a legacy for them so they can have something um, of their own. And um, they make everything so different perspectives change. It's just the whole new world. I never knew. I didn't. You well, you hear it. It's like common. It's, it's like textbook knowledge. Like okay, cool. But oh my gosh, it's so true. I just got this like v- like vision or visual of while you were saying like our husband, wa- my husband and I want him them to have something that's like a legacy. I just feel like that's got to be what like the father's love for us is like. Is like you don't even know how much I love you and how much I want to leave you with, like how much I want to like give you if you would just like, let me and like receive it, you know, because he is our, like, he is our father. And like, so often I feel like I separate that. Like, I'm like, he's like, you know, God on a cloud, but like a trident, <laughs> and, like you know, but he's also very near and like, I, I don't know you speaking about your daughters in that way makes it made me in a beautiful way. think like, that's how like our heavenly father speaks about us. Like he's like overjoyed by our presence. And that's like, really, I don't know. I needed to hear, I needed to like be reminded of that. Cause sometimes I feel like I'm not a joy to God. <laughs> I'm like, I know you're getting tired of talking. I know you're getting tired of me. Yeah, you got to be tired of these requests, of these, of this complaining. I am like, I, I like you shaking me like, get a grip, Chelsea. Yes. <laughs> really right. I, I, I love that. And you know, it reminds me of um, quite often God teaches me through my children. And so, Charlie or Madeline either one, honestly, they'll, they'll, they'll get upset. Like if I'm leaving or if my husband's leaving and I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I promise you, I'm doing, I'm going to the store. I'm doing this for you. I'm working. I'm trying as hard as I can. Um, yeah. I'm doing it for you. And it's, it's exactly what you said. That's exactly the conversation that we're having. We're, we may be in a comf- an uncomfortable season, whether it's waiting um, for our dream or waiting for our, our, you know, a, a, a baby. Um, but and even though you may do, he, he may, we may do something that feels uncomfortable or, or we may be in a season that's comfortable. It doesn't mean that God's not here or he's not with you or he's not um, every step of the way with you, but he might, he might be a little up ahead getting things ready for you and getting ready for your dream and your vision um, all for your purpose. Right. Like he's going to the store and he's just preparing. Like he's, he's like, be patient. I'm coming back. And, and what I'm preparing is really good. So just hold on. (laughs) Right. And even though I can't, like, you can't see it right now. It's I'm, I'm doing something. And I think that's such, that's such, that's so encouraging. 
all that, like, just to know that even when you don't feel <laughs> like God's there or when you don't hear his voice or you don't think he's there because the season's so hard, he's there, but he's just up ahead getting things prepared for you. Mm. I, I love that. That's so, that gives me chills. So good. So good. I have four questions that I ask every single guest, but before I ask you those, I want you to be able to, um, tell our listeners where they can shop your store or what's the best way to find you. And we'll put all the links in the show notes too, for the listeners, but just like a real quick, like, here's where you go. Here's the easiest way to find me. Yeah, absolutely. So we are on Instagram, Charlie Madeline, all lowercase, um, underscore. Um, you can find us on Instagram there. We love to do some good reels, some little dance in there. <laughs> yes. I noticed that. I was like, yes, this is good. <laughs> Completely a com- complete cornball, but I love it. Um, <laughs> and then we're also uh, on our website, charliemadeline.com. Um, so you can find us either way and we would love to connect and, um, chat. And if you don't live in Raleigh, you can buy everything online. So, and if, um, one thing that is really cool is they have a lot of, um, like gifts and accessories, like coffee mugs and journals. And it's like a really good, um, just easy gift to gift like a girlfriend or a mom next mother's day, or, you know, um, so there's a lot of things that, that are, um, easy if you don't know someone's size to, to give them still. (laughs) Um, so yeah, definitely go check them out. Okay. Four questions that we ask every guest, what is something that you're currently obsessed with right now? It could be like a TV show, a food, a book, a product, whatever. All right. Okay. I used to love Starbucks, but I used to get like a white chocolate mocha every day. But my girlfriend recently shared with me and by recently, maybe like a month and a half ago, but still recent to me. Um, <laughs> um, I like a little, like, uh, well, your own way to make your own coffee at home. And it's the easiest thing and not take, doesn't take a long time. And it is so good. If you've had the brown sugar, oat milk, the shaken bacon, something. <laughs> I love that one. That's my new obsession at Starbucks. Well, they're so popular and they're usually out of stock, at least where we, where we live. And that tastes just like it. Oh, it is so good. So that's what I'm currently in love with. So you're making like the brown sugar oat milk latte at your house. Yeah, exactly. I put the little brown sugar in there. I put a little honey on top and then I dash a little bit of cinnamon. Um, and then I do a shot of espresso. I have an espresso. So I do a little shot of an espresso in there and then I mix it with the oat milk creamer with the ice and it is absolutely delicious. I try to look for one, but on on tough, tight days, I go for an afternoon round and it's so good. Seriously. That sounds so good. I like can only have one coffee a day right now. It's killing me because I like live off coffee. I'm like, uh, so that's that. And wine has been the hardest thing to give up. But when we, um, we were traveling like two weeks ago and we got to the airport really early and I saw Starbucks and I was like, I'm getting that brown sugar. (laughs) Oat milk. You deserve it. Oh, it's right? like that's 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 my drink today. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I see you, and I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> okay. Um, our next question is: What's something that you're excited for in 2021? Uh, um, growing Charlie Madeline being able to fully thrust myself into Charlie Madeline and um, we have a fertility believers component of it. And so um, I'm so excited to be able to, and, and in that, um, so we donate percentages off um, percentages of our proceeds to a couple that are either in need or in the process of starting their own fertility journey. Um, and so I really want to comb that to life. That was one of my 2021 goals to comb Comb, comb that through a little bit more so that so we're planning on having um each month having segments where we talk to people that are either in the fertility um in not industry but in the field of infertility or or a person or a couple or you know someone that has gone through it just to share that experience to let people know that they're not alone mm. and that they're that they are in a community of people that will support them and encourage them and pray them 
you know, pray them through. And so I'm excited for that to come to life and be, be a bigger platform. I love that because it also shows that, you know, a fashion boutique can do so much more than just sell clothes, you know, like you can use that platform to elevate, um, a couple's story and to like, I mean, it is expensive if you go through IVF or IUI, like help raise funds for them. I mean, that's like a huge blessing. Yeah. We, we know that we did not expect it to be <laughs> that pricey. Um, we didn't plan to do it at all. I mean, then when we saw the price, we are like, yeah, okay, okay, we're going to do it. Um, thankfully we had the resources to do that, but I, we, know that that's not the case for so many people. It's not necessarily covered in insurance. And um, we just want to make sure that being in an, in an infertility journey can be, can feel like a burden. And we just want to help as much as we can, as far as that financial burden. Yeah. So huge. I love it so much. And to bring those stories to life, like yes. just for someone else to feel like, Oh, me too. You know, me too. I'm not alone is what it's all about. You know? Um, okay. Next question is if, what is something that you love about yourself? Oh, um, I, 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 I'm working, (laughs) I'm working on this more now. No, I'm not gonna say that one. I'm going to do this one. Um, I, I think I'm a hard worker. Um, and I will try to find any answer to a solution that I can, um, to get to the answer or to what to get to a solution. So any problem that I have, I try really hard, um, to find an answer to that problem. And I try to work hard to get to that solution. Um, and I don't let anything stop me. <laughs> I yeah. love to stop me. <laughs> he can stop me, but I don't let anything tell me no. I don't let anybody tell me no. Um, if God has it, when God plants something in you, you, I feel a hundred percent that you should go for it and not let anything or anybody stop you from achieving that. And I think that hopefully and prayerfully, that will be something that I'll be will will help me in the long run as I um, prayerfully try to grow this business out more and more. Yeah. And for, I mean, that's obviously your gift evident in the whole story you just shared, you know, going from June to October of a, of a online store to a storefront amidst a global pandemic is it means you're a go-getter and you get stuff done. And also what a cool example for your daughters to see, you know, as they grow up, like women, man, we're strong. Like we can get stuff done, especially if we're doing it with God, you know, like exactly. Like we can do this too. If mom can do it, we can do it. You know, that's, that's such a cool legacy to leave as well. Um, okay. Last question is if you could tell women one thing or leave our listeners with one little piece of truth today, what would that be? Oh, that's my favorite question. That's part. (laughs) Um, don't worry about the details of a dream that you have or a goal that you have. If you don't have it all together, it's okay. Just go for it because God will, he will reveal it in due time when he wants you to. So you may not know how it's going to get started or how it's, how it's going to (laughs) run, but God has everything in place already for you. And you just need to take that first step of going for it. And he'll, he'll give you all the rest that you need, everything you need to equip you to to, to get that dream accomplished or goal, goal met. Yeah. Okay. That is God. God always does this. Whenever I have like an interview lined up, it's usually like something said during it by the guest that I need to hear. <laughs> like I legit had a break, you know, how being a business owner is. So I had a breakdown this morning in tears where I was like, my idea for what I had planned and for this year is just not going to happen. Like the, and for you to just say like, God is over the details is what I needed to hear. Like I've made such a, I get so anxious about things that are so far ahead of me that I can't control today. Like I can't do anything about. And it's, 
it's my, it's my fatal flaw, but <laughs> it's something that I need to constantly, like I'm talking not just daily, like minutely give to God because yeah. he is in the details. And if I trust that, then I can believe that I just have to do with what, do what I can with what I have today. And then yeah. tomorrow will, will be another thing that will fall into place. And he's got that. So exactly. And I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm I, <laughs> right now, um, we're just doing some different, you know, well, with retail and being retail, it's um, been an interesting journey for sure. I'm um, just trying to get that team on board. And so we're definitely going through some different things that I've never had any <laughs> idea how to do. And I am like, I had no idea all the hands on things that it involved in being a business owner and then having the store storefront. It's just so much and so but I have to I have to again I'm right there with you like every minute I have to remind myself that you may not have the HR skills or the or the management skills but God has it all and if he called you for this journey he's going to give you everything you need to fulfill it and I have to literally keep telling myself that every day because I it's it's about giving yourself grace in this business industry and then roller coasters all the way throughout high moments and low moments. And I have to remind myself of that in the high and the low moments that God is in all of the details. Yes. If he brings you, what is that saying? If he brings you to it, he'll bring you through it or something like that. My mom, that's my mom's favorite thing. Anytime I'm crying, anytime she sees a little teardrop, if he brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need, I'm going to need to call your mom. <laughs> She is good. She will remind you of that for sure. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, well, I like really enjoyed our conversation today and getting to know you. And I love what you're doing with your dreams and the legacy you're leaving for your daughters. It's amazing. And I know our listeners are going to be hitting up your website um, today. So go into the show notes, y'all follow her on Instagram and check out her website. You're going to, um, you're going to be inspired for sure. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for joining today. It was so fun talking to you. It was so fun. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And listeners, we, or I, and someone else will be talking to you, not Chelsea, maybe one day. Um, we'll be talking to you next week. All right, y'all. Bye. Whoa.